0: This is Baldi's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaCanfora, an Odyssey
1: Sports original. Welcome to the week four edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. Yeah, we're already at week four. Once we get going, it seems to fly by. So much great football we've seen already to this point and so much great football to preview ahead in week four. We've reached a point in the season where I don't think we can make sweeping conclusions yet, but we certainly have some teams that we feel like the arrow is pointing up on some teams that the arrow is pointing down on. And there are a couple of critical matchups for next week or this coming weekend, I should say, uh, that we will get you, get you ready for and, and, and dive down and do an X's and O's preview on as well. I am Jason Lockenfor at Jason Lockenfor on Twitter. And I have the privilege, the honor. <laughs> the distinction of being able to talk football yet again with my buddy Brian baldinger at Baldy NFL Baldy how are you doing brother
0: well I mean we're almost out of September here uh Jason you know we've uh you know September football I've, I've been saying it for a long time is the new August yeah. and so yeah. teams got to figure out what they're good at what they're not good at how they're going to overcome certain injuries some teams are better than it I mean the Minnesota Vikings go, up against Seattle last week without Dalvin Cook, and Alexander Madison looked every bit, you know, the player that Dalvin Cook is. And so, I mean, that's just where the league is right now. And so, you know, whether it's bad tackling or too much spread offense or how to protect your quarterback better or, you know, all these things, coaches, the good staffs kind of like do do almost like, um, I mean, it's only three games, but you almost do a quarter poll and go, okay, this is what we have to do here. You know, this is, this is how we have to win games right now. And so the good ones will figure a lot of that out. And then, you know, some teams got exposed last week and we'll talk about it. Some teams are, you know, they're just, they're just on the, on the way up. And there's a lot of optimism around some of those teams, but I, I, I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be here, Jason. I'm in the film room looking at all these games, (laughs) kind of looking at some of the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, And so I'm, I'm ready to share it with you and,
1: Everybody else that wants to listen. Beautiful. Well, we will touch on the Rams, the Chiefs, the Washington football team, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Steelers before we preview that Bucks patriots game and the Raiders-Chargers game for week four. And, Baldy, why don't we start with the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, in Arrowhead, you were there. This team is about five minutes away from being 3-0. They're also about five minutes of play in in week one away from being oh and three mm-hmm. but i do think we're deep enough into this now to say the arrow is trending down on them in terms of their defense in terms of their ability to be a balanced offense and in terms of their ability uh to hold on to the football
0: well you know when you when you're minus four in the turnover ratio i mean you're not gonna you know you, you have almost no chance of winning the game um uh, you know the the four turnovers and then the Chargers took care of the ball. They 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 couldn't force a turnover. But, you know, I give the the, the Chargers a lot of credit in that game. They forced those turnovers. I mean, the last throw was, you know, pressure throw by Mahomes. Uh, you know, he just sailed it over at Kelsey's head. The, the forced fumbles by Tavon Campbell were, you know, I mean, Tyreek Hill had never lost a fumble ever as a Kansas City Chief. And Tavon Campbell got it out of his hands. They made those type of plays. And, you know, I just think it's significant. Uh, you know, when the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to activate Josh Gordon, you know, to yeah. the receiving core. I mean, they need somebody that's not named Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to throw the ball to. That can really, there is no, you know, they they need another option. And I don't know that Josh Gordon is that guy, but that's where yeah. they're at right now in this offense that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, if you, you want to try and, you know, gang up on Travis Kelsey and. You can't find Tyree Kill. There's got to be someplace else to go with the ball. And so that's part of it. And then, you know, defensively, they just give up way too many big plays, way too many big plays. And my, my big thing with their defense, Jason, is they can't get lined up. It's happened. I mean, Yikes. just the basics of, okay, covering receivers or not breaking down in coverage. I don't know what, you know, Steve Spagnola is doing uh, with the defense. But they look awfully confused. And that's with a lot of veteran players, you know, like Hitchens and like, yeah. uh, you know, Tyra Matthew and Chris Jones. I mean, guys that have been there, played in Super Bowls, all that kind of stuff, they're, they're having a lot of trouble uh, with just the
1: basics and the fundamentals right now. How worried are you about this Tyreek Hill thing? I mean, the Ravens completely eliminated him. Uh, the The Chargers absolutely mitigated him. Um, And and you spoke to it there with the desperation of bringing in in Gordon. But um, in the short term, do you think this is something teams can replicate with the Cheetah?
0: Well, you know, he's got, you know, look, look, he's got speed that nobody else has. I mean, he's just a different type of speed. He's the Cheetah. But it doesn't mean you can just always just get the ball to him. I mean, he's still, you know, five foot nine. Um, you know, explosive five foot nine, but you still got to find ways to get him the ball. You know, sometimes it's just sort of Mahomes running around and right. locating him in the middle of the Ramble field, drum. trying to play street ball. But, you know, if you're looking at playing just discipline offense, get the ball out of your hands, he's not the easiest guy to just get the ball to. It's not like you're throwing to, you know, one of these, right. you know, big you know, Michael Williams Megatron out there. Jump
1: ball. Yeah, you don't yeah. have that
0: up. You know, so that's that's not his game. And so they need somebody that can just be right in the vision of Patrick Mahomes, I think. You know, and Sammy Watkins, you know, was that good number two receiver for him for a number of years. And he's not there right now. And Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle and, you know, some of these other guys are playing. I mean, you know, that, that, you know, that Marcus Kemp was. You know, that second option, ball bounce right now, it wasn't a great throw by Patrick Mahomes, but they're going down the opening drive of the game, and it bounces off Marcus Kemp right into Asante Samuel's hands, and, you know, they need a better option than Marcus Kemp in the middle of the field like that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they they navigate things there. Well, arrow up. L.A. Rams, you and I both thought this Stafford-McVay thing would, would be special and they would make beautiful music together, uh, and and they certainly have. Yet another week where Cooper Cup, you, you pretty much can't stop them um, if you tried. They had Tom Brady and the Bucks chasing that game pretty much all afternoon. Uh, I, I thought it was um, – uh, you know, a, a pretty strong all around performance by the, oh, by the Rams.
0: It, it was so clean. It was yeah. just clean. I mean, you know, Sean McFay, <laughs> I don't know. He said he had a big migraine headache after the game. I, I, He's just so excited and there's nothing not to be excited about. And when you add to Sean Jackson and the element of his speed, I don't, I don't know how he's doing it, Jason. He's in his 14th year. Yeah. He yeah. still looks like it's 2008. Yeah. He's just running by people. They, you know, they, they open up the third play of the third quarter and it's a, you know, it's a fairly tight game. It's 14, seven, you know, and in one play 75 yards Deshaun Jackson's dancing in the end zone. Yeah. Um, you know, putting on a show and then the very next series, you know, he runs a little shallow cross and catch a five yard ball and goes 40 yards and sets up another touchdown blows the game open. When you add that element of speed to what they have with Cooper cup and Robert Woods, you know, and Tyler Higby, um, Matthew Stafford has been playing like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes for the last decade in Detroit. Nobody paid attention to it because he was in Detroit. And right. there was just to see a change there. He He's getting a chance on a big stage right now. But I think he's kind of holding his breath going, is this still just a dream or is this real? Because the defense is really good. And they just know how to play a lot of different styles. You know, they give up a lot of passing yards. They're not giving up touchdowns. Yep. Um, you know, they're just – a really, really good defense. They're they're led by their stars, and this team is led by their stars. And they all showed up, you know, in prime time on Sunday, and they look like a tough group to stop when they play like that.
1: Yeah, I I think through three weeks they they passed the eye test and um, look like they're going to be a big time factor in in the NFC. Baldy, we both were. High on the Washington football team as well and thought they could maybe retain that division title and be a little more balanced. And obviously, they haven't had their starting quarterback play since the opening snaps of the season. But that's that's burying the lead. What is going on, what is going on with this defense? All of a sudden, the Buffalo Bills attack and Josh Allen, they found the magic elixir. I thought they were running into a potential chainsaw there, and that Washington's defense would wake up. They're still sleepwalking. They're still zombies. Chase Young and the gang. What's going on there?
0: You know, I, I've commented on this on it this week, and you know, I'm not here to you know be critical, but they have to play harder. I mean, that's that starts it. I mean, you know, Buffalo, the Giants. You know, ten days before that, the Chargers opening game of the season, all three teams went right down the field on the opening drive, Jason, and scored. Buffalo went down eight plays, 80 yards. Like, it was a Friday walkthrough. Yeah. And so, you know, they're not affecting the quarterback, number one, but, you know, that can happen when Josh Allen gets the ball out of his hands, you know, quickly, like he was. Um, He wasn't, he, he was barely touched in the game. He wasn't sacked. They're not making any plays, Jason, but they're not making any plays because they're all looking around, waiting for somebody to make a play. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to take ownership of this thing. And I, you, I, look, you can go on YouTube and find Chase Young chasing somebody. I'm not criticize, but Chase Young has to become a better player. He has great talent. And, you know, when the quarterback, you know, is gets flushed and he can just use that talent to go chase him down, He he can do those but on a play to play basis going up against Daryl Williams in Buffalo on Sunday you got to have a better plan to back him up to move him you know to crush the pocket to make life difficult for Josh Allen uh that's where it starts they, they got a lot of resources in their defensive line they're not getting it done um you know then you you, you go okay you know it, it it's what is it it's uh at halftime, Buffalo comes out to start the third quarter, goes 17 plays, 98 yards, you know, and blows the game wide open. I mean, they can't, they're not making any plays, and it starts with their effort. They have to play harder. And I don't know, like I'm sure Jack Del Rio is pointing it out to him. I'm sure Ron Rivera played for Buddy Ryan and, you know, was, was around a lot of great defense, you know, Jim Johnson in Philadelphia. I mean, they just wouldn't tolerate this effort. You know their job is to get to the ball, and when you see offensive linemen get to the ball down the field before the defensive line shows up, that's a bad sign. That's an optic that's
1: just—it's just not tolerable. What can you do in this day and age, though, Paul? I mean, do you do you bench one of these guys for the start of of the following game, or you know limit their rotation? I I kind of thought that the the D tackles have been. Okay, it's kind of everything around them that I don't know what's going on. I
0: I would say that you know, I would say that Deron Payne and and Jonathan Allen have been better than you know. I mean, they've been good, but you know, Montez Sweat and you know Chase Young are top ten picks. You know, they they've got to play better. They they're you know they flip flop sides. Heck, their change up is to go five defensive linemen. Jason, they they did it you know for a dozen snaps against the Giants. They did it last week against Buffalo. I mean, that's Jack Del Rio's big changeup. You know, they added Jamin Davis to a starting lineup to get more speed on the field Uh, last week. He started his first game. He was okay. Um, But, you know, they're not winning one-on-one battles right now as a defensive line. And, you know, Josh Allen, uh, who was sort of questioning – his yeah. his abilities yeah. coming into that game. Well, he's not questioning his abilities anymore. No. Like he went away going, everything is fixed. We're good. And uh, you know, you, you don't want that on your resume right now. A 42, you know, a 40 burger uh, against Buffalo on a, an offense that seemed to be struggling a little bit. Um uh look, I, I mean, I I think peer pressure is the greatest motivator there is. Um i just put the film on in front of the whole team and just show that this is not, you know, you you can't tolerate this. You Get to the ball. Good things happen when defensive linemen get to the ball. I can show you, you know, Daniel Wise getting to the ball. I mean, he played 10 snaps, 11 snaps, you know, a backup free agent defensive lineman. I could show you sprint. I could show him sprinting to the ball. It looked important to him. That's where it starts, you know, because that's how you start to make plays. And The ball pops out. And you, you create the plays, and they're not doing
1: that. Yeah, um, obvious uh, calls for concern there. Staying in the NFC East, though, Baldy. How about them Cowboys? Uh, look, they gave Tampa all they could handle. Uh, they, they, they've got a, a two-multi-pronged rushing attack now that is giving people fits. Uh, they should get Lyle Collins back from suspension in a couple of weeks. Maybe they can actually keep the offensive line together. Um, And and somewhat healthy. And the defense, while I'm still not ready to crown them, uh, is showing some signs of positivity that we haven't seen around there there in a while. Certainly the arrow pointing up for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys.
0: Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, they're playing defense the right way, Jason. I mean, you know, they're playing without a lot of starters, you know, uh, up and down the defensive front, but they play really, really hard. This uh, Oza Digazua at a UCLA, the third round pick, is a big presence. Uh, Micah Parsons is just an amazing, you know, he's he's like exactly what you want. I mean, he he has incredible talent and then he plays incredibly hard. And so, you know, whether he's chasing Jalen Hurts all the way to the sideline, when he gets there, he doesn't miss. Um, He doesn't miss tackles. Um, You know, he's all over the field. Uh, this Trayvon Diggs is just taking his game to a different level. Uh, I, I give Dan Quinn a ton of credit. Uh, they're playing hard for him on offense. It's just unbelievable the difference that Zach Martin makes. I mean, he's just as good a right guard as there is. Tyron Smith is playing at a you know an All Pro level. You know, but the biggest change on offense is just Zeke is in shape. Yeah, he's a completely different back right now. Now Tony Pollard, everybody's like. You know he's popping, and so they're, you know, you know we're you know more Pollard, but you know they ran the ball forty one times against a good Eagles front, and they just pounded them, and that was the right game plan for Kellen Moore. Yes, you know they put Connor McGovern at fullback, and you know you got a two back set, and they just pounded the Eagles, but Zeke looks completely different. Pollard is a great change of pace back. Um, they didn't have to throw it a ton, but when they did, they threw it to the tight ends, and Dalton Schultz stepped up. Uh, there'll be games when CD lamb just dominates because he's just that good or Amari, but they, they have a lot of elements that are, if you're a Cowboy fans and there was a ton of them in that stadium on Monday night, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about right now. They look like a well-coached team. Dak is playing really, really well. Um, the offensive coordinator probably won't be a coordinator next year. Um, you know, they, every game, it's a little bit different what they're trying to do. And I'm not sure what the Eagles were doing on Monday night, offensively or defensively. But yeah. regardless, Dallas took them apart. I mean, just took out a, you know, just took a division
1: opponent apart in every way that you can. Yeah. Um, i it, it, And I know it's early, but I think if you look at this, like Dallas to me is the only team in that division that looks like it's got its operation together. Yeah, I mean, the
0: Giants, uh, you know, the Giants are – they're just a mess. They're just a mess. I mean, Atlanta came up there. They had plenty of chances to win that game. Uh, The Falcons' defensive line dominated the front. Um, Once again, Daniel Jones gets the ball stripped out of his hands late in the game. Um, You know, just the stuff that keeps showing up. Um, You know, they're just not a good football team uh, on any level right now. They don't do – you know, they – Atlanta is not a, a great team, but you know they earned that win, uh, and they're you know whether it was uh, you know a number of different guys, Dante Fowler, um, you know defensive tackles, Marlon Davidson, you know, all those guys played really well um, uh, for the Falcons. But yes, you know Dallas is heads and shoulders above everybody yeah. right now. Now there's there's look, we're just getting out of September. There's a lot of time to change this and turn this thing around. Um, you know you see Antonio Gibson goes seventy three yards. With a screen pass, and you go, where'd that come from? He ran away from you know the entire defense, um, you know, in that game. But I, I just think that right now Dallas has their act together,
1: and I, I they have a chance of,
0: of just getting better right now.
1: Yep, I'm with you there, Baldy. Another team with the arrow pointing up, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they certainly seem listless and out of sorts in that uh, neutral site game in Jacksonville. Uh, to open the season against the Saints, but since then, uh, it's been more of what we've come to expect in recent years from the Packers. You know, still knows the Derry Smith um, down to their third string left tackle. They're, they're without a corner last week because of illness, um, but Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does, right? Which is find a way to win that football game.
0: It's actually unbelievable. Because Aaron Rodgers was so good. Devontae Adams was so good that you don't realize that they had a left tackle making his first NFL start uh-huh. up against Nick Boza. John Runyon, uh, son of John Runyon, um, making his second NFL start. Two rookies at center and right guard, and you wouldn't even know it. Um, Aaron Aaron Jones did what he does. Uh, but, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, with 37 seconds left, we're seeing this, that like, you would think – Jason, I mean, there, there was a good stretch of a 102-year history of the NFL that if you gave the opponent the ball with 37 seconds to and go, no
1: timeouts, yeah. and
0: no timeouts, that you'd be in a safe place, game set match. Yeah, you would think that the game just closed the game out, you know, just a matter of time. Not anymore. Not anymore. We've seen the we've seen the Raiders with 37 seconds, yep. you know, make plays to go win the game, and now we've seen the Packers and. So you say, okay. Well, Kyle Shanahan is—he's you know, been—it's his bugaboo. We've seen this before. We've seen this in Super Bowls. We've seen this, you know, um, repeatedly. And you go, how is it that you can leave thirty-seven seconds on the clock because they had chances before they scored the go-ahead touchdown to run a lot of clock. And you have to think to this degree right now. You have to think. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He's on the other side. There's Devontae Adams. We can't possibly leave 37 seconds. We just can't. And so, but they did. And the two plays they ran, they tweaked the one play Aaron Rodgers talking about, how on Thursday they tweaked that play to Devontae Adams over the middle of the field, you know, uh, with one of the inside receivers to clear it out for him. You know, like they're they're tinkering. They're like, this is where it's at. Like they're thinking on a Thursday, if we get right if we need a play with no timeouts, what do we have? Okay, we like this play, but what can we do to ensure that this play is gonna work? Like they're thinking about situational football on Thursday like that. Um the touchdown to Devontae Adams, you know, like everybody runs the fly sweep down there in the goal line. Um, you know, they they, they tinkered with that against man coverage, they got a touchdown out of it. Uh, it's just you know it's it's coaching to the nth degree right now, and so uh, it was a great game. Uh, you can you can say that you know Jimmy G did all that he could. They had no running backs. They had a combo running game together. Um, you know there's uh, juice. You know running the ball and all different. And Trey Trey Lance coming in and scoring a touchdown. All this stuff. But it's just hard when you when you're down fourteen nothing in this business right now. Well,
1: Baldy. My my concern with the Packers is their defense, though, and I'm I'm not sure how much we can draw from this game because this is a matchup that traditionally gave them fits because of the way the 49ers ran the ball, right? And they'd outside zone them to death, and you'd have Kaepernick yeah. on the keepers. You know when they were playing them in the playoffs, and it's been an issue there for a while. But as you just mentioned, Sanford, that's not who the 49ers are right now, and and I don't know, you know, if they have the personnel to get back there. And I always thought. Frankly, that Shanahan scheme was the star and you could put anybody there, but I'm not not sure that's quite the case. So I kind of don't know how to do the mental calculus on that because I I still tend to think the Packers have issues on defense.
0: Actually, I, I, you know, I was texting with uh, with Darnell Savage, the safety who played a great game Um, during the week just watching the film. I, I actually thought Joe Barry played had a really good game plan. I think he changed some some coverages up. They got an interception out of a quarter coverage that they were trying to get Kittle down the middle of the field and Jair Alexander, who's I hope people recognize just what kind of talent this kid is and how good of an all around player that he is. But he made a great play on the ball. I don't know that you know San Francisco thought they were going to give him that coverage. There were some third downs where they defended. Um, some route combinations that Kyle was throwing out of. I, I thought Joe Barry changed up a bunch in the secondary and it really created some issues. And one of the reasons why, I mean, San Francisco got stopped on third and one and, you know, a couple different plays where they threw it and thought they were going to get a coverage. So they didn't get it. I thought he changed up quite a bit. And I, I thought for, that the, this is something Mike Pettin wouldn't have done. Right. And, you know, and I, and I like Mike, Mike Pettin, but I thought Joe really, um kind of show some of the things that he could do with the talent that he has. And so I'm anxious to kind of see them going forward right okay. now. Um uh, Kenny Clark was just a man inside. Uh he usually is like that was that was a big that was a big performance by him.
1: All right, well interesting. Maybe they're maybe they're turning the corner and figuring some things out there. We'll certainly monitor that in the weeks to come and we'll we'll end this uh arrow trending down Segment here with the team that Green Bay hosts this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baldy, they're beat up on defense, and they've certainly slipped from where they were week one against Buffalo, and and maybe some of that'll change with with TJ Watt probably playing this week, and you know Stephon Tuit coming back at some point. But the offense, I, I I don't know. I wrote a column Sunday watching that thing. I, for me, and it's easy for me to do it and say it because I'm not paying the cat 14, 15 million bucks and he's never won a Super Bowl for me. But I don't think this offense has any chance of being anything other than completely horrific with Ben Roethlisberger at at, at QB. uh,
0: I agree. I mean, they can't get the ball down the field. It's just dink and dunk. It it looks awful. It looks like you know, an offense. I mean, no, Cincinnati's vastly improved. I hope people. Yes. Then I mean, they'll see them on Thursday night. You know, against Jacksonville. I think they'll take them apart. But they're very well coached uh, on that side of the ball, and they gave the Steelers fits. And they've got a very good front: Trey Hendrickson, and you know, and Hubbard, uh, and DJ Reader. Like they couldn't. They can't run the ball. They're trying. You know, the running
1: back is catching. How many passes did he catch, Jason? (laughs) I mean, but Baldy, how many of them were medicine balls? I mean, they had no chance of being really a winning play. It's just get it out somewhere and see what happens.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's it's, you know, and defensively uh, to see, you know, Jamar Chase run right by the corner. um, You know, they couldn't get to Joe Burrow at all. And this is not a, I mean, if there's one weakness on Cincinnati, it's, you know, do you trust the offense line? Uh, Now, look, there's no T.J. Watt. You know, I mean, I. I understand, you know, some of the limitations they have on defense right now with the injuries. Um, but that's, you know, this is who they are right now. And so it's, you know, they're going to go to Green Bay this week. And uh, I don't know that they can match up with with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but they better win up front and in the trenches. Um, the only way that you can cover for the, the quarterback in the state that he's in right now is if you can run the ball effectively, and they can't do that.
1: Well, and I, you look at Matt Canada and where he came from and what his background is, their offensive coordinator. And, like, I don't think there's anything special about Mason Rudolph whatsoever. No. But, like, you could put Mason Rudolph in an RPO. You could put Mason Rudolph in some sort of zone read. And if there's an opening there, he'll pick up the five yards and you'll live to fight another day. He's not, he's not going to do what Josh Allen would do in that situation, but he can turn it into a sustainable winning play that allows you to live and fight another day. Like... I don't know how they don't get to that point sooner because Baldy, the last eight games they've played with Ben Roethlisberger, a quarterback, including the playoffs, they're 2-6. and six. He's yeah. got a QB rating of 81. He's barely averaging six yards per attempt. He's got 11 interceptions in those eight games and, like, five fumbles, and he's 39 years old. Like, he yeah. can't move. I, I mean, no. he's not no, the answer. Like, you know,
0: yeah, look, he, he, you know when you're, look, he hasn't practiced – you know, on a Wednesday and forever, Uh, you're not getting a lot of reps uh, because you can't, you have to save it for Sunday. And, you know, the, the offense line is, you know, Adrian Clem, the offense line coach is trying to work with these young kids and get them together and, you know, put it together on the fly here. And, you know, that's not helping, but that's where they're at. Uh, You know, they made this organizational decision to move on and it was probably the right thing, but you, you know, they, they, I just feel like I'm watching uh, the same old movie since the middle of last season, you know, with this offense right now. And I don't know that they have outside of making the change to that position, which, um, you know, they're basically going to admit that it was a mistake, you know, but you might have to make that admission right now uh, to bring Ben back, you know, because he's not going to get any younger. And the way that his style of play right now isn't going to change. Uh, he only knows one style, and, he, and at that age and with limited movement, that's all you can do right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and at the point in time where he throws that interception to, to Logan Wilson, who looks like he's becoming a pretty good linebacker for the Bengals, Baldy, he'd attempted 21 passes for 92 yards. Like, yes. there's teams that run the ball better than that, a lot. Like, he's averaging 4.3 yards per attempt in a National Football League regular season game in the year 2021, and I'm like, I got to turn – like, I can't watch this.
0: Yeah. No, it's hard to watch. I mean, like I said, it's been – you know, outside of, you know, the game against Buffalo, um, you know, this is what it's been, and no pun Well, they had 68
1: yards at halftime of that game. I mean, the block punt won them that game. I mean –
0: no, I mean the defense, defensive line won that game, but yeah, I mean it's just it's 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 just a bad, it's just a real bad struggle, and I don't think they're difficult to defend right now at all. Um, you know, they're they're throwing haymakers, you know, and hopefully that they could connect to get you know some chunk yardage, but they that you if you pin them back, you know, in their territory, I mean, you can almost guarantee that they cannot get down the field. Uh, and put a drive together right now.
1: Yeah, we'll 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 see um, when Mike Tomlin and the Rooney family uh, make a determination at the quarterback position. But something's going to have to give there. Well, Baldy, there's a couple of marquee matchups in Week Four that we want to touch on, um, and we'll save the Raiders Chargers for a few minutes here. But this Tom Brady thing—I mean, the 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 scripts that write themselves for this guy. <laughs> so he's coming into Foxborough. He's like 68 yards behind Drew Brees to pass him for once and for all to be the all-time leading passer in NFL history. He's he's sitting there MFing himself on the sidelines last week in L.A., right? He wasn't able mm. to get that win in a big 425 window with the whole world watching. Um, you've got Bill Belichick on the other sideline who that team hasn't impressed me at all, Baldy. I'm sorry. I mean, I, like, they're, they're pretty good, uh, pretty good secondary, I guess. But, like... They're not who I thought they'd be. Mac Jones is going to take his lumps like all rookie quarterbacks do, or 95% of them. Um, The New England offense is not as bad as Pittsburgh's, but there's not a whole lot to like there, right? I mean, they go out and get two tight ends and a wide receiver, right? Aguilar Smith, um, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Baldy, they've combined for 290 yards. That's nine man games. They've combined for one touchdown, 45 catches, and 290 yards almost a month into the season. I mean, I, I and Brady's coming home to slay the beast. You, 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 can't, you can't make this stuff up.
0: No. I mean, he's got all the motivation in the world. I mean, it really, even heightened I mean, as laser-focused as Brady is to begin with, it just heightens his focus because he, he doesn't care about Going back to New England, I'm sure that there's part of him after the game with a win. He he will, he will kind of savor it, but right now all he's thinking about is winning a game and getting back on a winning streak. Uh, the winning streak is over. It happened against the Rams. It wasn't pretty, um, you know. But you know, I mean, defensively they're going to go sign Richard Sherman. I mean, they're kind of telling you right there just where they're at defensively yeah. and how badly they need a corner after watching. You know, Matt Stafford carve him up. But that being said, I mean, you get the, you're going to get the very best of Tom Brady. And you know, when I watch the Patriots, I mean, he's, I mean, he, he probably will look at the Patriot offense and just getting ready this week. Uh, outside of, you know, watching the, everything that they do defensively, which is the same stuff that they've always done. But you know, the offensive line is just average. They don't really move the line of scrimmage. They have to play a certain style. I mean, they were in that game until, you know, the interception pick six uh at seven nothing right there. And the pocket just got crushed. I I don't know that any quarterback wouldn't have popped that ball up trying to fit it into Hunter Henry um the way Mac Jones had it popped up. You know, he just got crushed uh by three different players on the Saints. And really when when you watch that game against the Saints last week, I mean this is on Josh McDaniels, too. They yeah. they had no way, and some teams just don't know how to do this. But they, the Saints, the strength of the Saints team is they've got the nosiest safeties in the world: Malcolm Jenkins, Char, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Those guys are at the line of scrimmage making so many plays. Malcolm Jenkins with a pick six, like they just are so nosy with their safeties. And if you can't figure out how to make them pay for that, they will make a ton of plays and they did. And, but it's, it's, it's gotta be a scheme thing to make them pay, like make Malcolm Jenkins cover, you know, at his age, you know, and declining, I'm not declining. He's still a very good player, but like you, you, they, they couldn't figure out how to get those safeties out of their way. And they just cluttered everything up for him. And look, the, the offensive line, I don't know what they were thinking when they brought, you know, Trent Brown back, um, you know, he, he's a good run blocker. He's nowhere to be found, uh, you know, for the third year in a row right now. Yeah. So they've made some personnel decisions that are questionable. They can't get the ball down the field outside of just some play action passes. Uh, they're very limited. They have to play a certain style to win games right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, look, he, I, i Bill Belichick, you want to say he's the greatest ever to do it. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to put up a big fight, but like, Bill Belichick, the GM, has been in a slump for a while now. And the off that I I, the I I don't know, Baldy, I don't see a whole lot of reason for hope that that offense is going to, you know, take some major leap up. I I mean, maybe next year, but I think this this looks like this looks like a developmental year for, you know what I mean? A very young quarterback and the defense isn't going to be otherworldly enough to Get them to where I think they thought they were going, which was the playoffs, and I I put them in as a wild card team, but I I think I screwed that up.
0: Well, I mean, if you if you just look, I mean, every team to me, Jason is if they're going to make a kind of a run or to really establish an identity, you need an injection of youth. You know, like Dallas with Micah Parsons mm-hmm. and. Trayvon Diggs, I mean, just young players they drafted that are, you could just see them just growing right in front of us right now. Like, when's the last time the Patriots drafted right a star player, a receiver, a tight end? I mean, yeah, Gronk, you know, a decade ago, right. but what, like, in the last decade, have they drafted a star player, a guy that just, you know, you you, you a natural born playmaker, he changes yeah, right. the game. You right. just think, you know, a pass rusher, a, a play linebacker, play. A, a corner. You know, they went out and got Stefan Gilmore. You know, free agency. I right. mean, paid big money for him. Yeah, yeah, and they paid big money. And so, wh- like, where where are those draft picks? Like, they're just not anywhere to be found. Nikhil Harry, no nowhere to be found. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could go through this thing, and you need uh, to to draft those type of players. They they just have it. You know, now, you know, maybe it's the Patriot way that you're not allowed to be a star player. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, there's people that say that, and I think there's some truth to it. You know, that the, the coach has to be the star, mm. but like, they just haven't drafted star players. You know, the way Buffalo has gone out right. and drafted right. Josh Allen, and they, they've drafted stars, you know, Tredavious White. You know, you can look at that team and you can see players that they have brought in that are true stars. You,
1: you can't say that about that organization right now. Totally, totally agree. Excellent point. Well, two franchises that do have a fair amount of homegrown talent and guys who look like they're really uh, taking that next step, like a Max Crosby, for instance, say, with the Raiders. We've got Vegas. We've got the Chargers. This, to me, Baldy has all kinds of potential playoff tiebreakers and ramifications within the division, or perhaps for a wild card. Um, I think the Raiders are for real. I'm pretty sure you think the Raiders are for real. Uh, And I know you love the Chargers left tackle, and there's nothing not to love about Herbert. Um, And I think Brandon Staley, of all these rookie head coaches, is the one who looks most up for the task immediately. Uh, This should be a hell of a game. I think
0: so too. I mean, it, it, it sets up, you know, I mean uh, you watch the Raiders dig themselves a 14, nothing hole against, you know, the dolphins and to see him battle out and then get into overtime. I mean, look, I know Mike Mayock has taken a lot of heat, but I've been friends with Mike a long time. You know, he's, he's a worker. They've rebuilt the defensive line. Those guys have stepped up Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas and you know, Max Crosby completely rebuilt himself. He's He's a he's he's a factor right now in all three yeah. of these games. Um, Gus Bradley looked like a good choice right now. Uh, you know, bringing in you know Denzel Perriman and KJ Wright and you know just getting professionals that know how to play that are making a difference. But you know, look, Alex Leatherwood was uh, was really that pick was really questioned. Yeah. Alex Leatherwood's been fine, and Derek Carr right now really really trust these young receivers, you know, Brian yep. Edwards yep. and yep. Henry Ruggs and, you know, this group. It's not just Waller anymore. He, he's uh-huh. getting the ball to a lot of different guys. And I don't know, when you rebuild your offensive line and you could take a running back that nobody knew was even in the league anymore and he can go for, you know, 100-plus against a good Miami Dolphin defense, that's saying something right now about this team. So in the past, they have gotten off to good starts and collapsed and finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, it, it's a challenge to me, Jason, to have success in Las Vegas Mm. and not let it ruin you. Mm. And so that's what they're up against right now. You know, I mean, can they handle the success? The chargers, you can't say enough about Justin Herbert. That guy is phenomenal. Just a phenomenal talent. Um, third and one, they can draw a play up to, you know, the tight end and he can rifle a laser 30 yards down the field and put it right on the spot. The guy is a phenomenal talent. And when he's in your lineup, you have a chance to win every single game right now. He's just that good. And Michael Williams is the benefactor right now. I mean, I, good luck trying to stop him. Yeah. But, you know, Rashawn Slater, star. I'm an absolute star right now at left, at left tackle. And so there's a lot to like about both teams right now. I think the, the Chargers, you can go and not turn the ball over at Arrowhead like that. Yeah. Um, and Asante Samuel looks like he's going to be a star in his business. I, I look Derwin Boza is on a bad foot right now. Yeah. Uh, he seems to, you know, come up at a big times in a big spot. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot to like about both teams right now. Uh, the, the winner is on their way. They're on the way to playing probably into January right now.
1: Yeah. And you, you mentioned Herbert in the third and one. And they can do all that in third and one, Baldy, because when they get into fourth and one, it looks like Brady. It's like it looks like it's automatic if this kid leans, like he's gonna he's gonna pick up the short yard and stuff with the keeper himself.
0: He's talented. I mean, he's big and strong. And you know, quarterback sneak is a viable option anywhere on the field. Look, they went for it on two actually went for it on three fourth downs. Yes. During the game one, uh there was a penalty, but they converted it. Uh, but you know they went fourth and four, fourth and nine. Uh, they knew they had to be aggressive. That's a a coaching decision made on Wednesday by Brandon Staley. Look, we we're going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. We got to be aggressive. Fourth and four. Is there a a more trusted receiver in this business than Keenan Allen in that situation to go win?
1: The quarterback
0: knows how to find him. The the offense line can protect well enough. Um, and the, the quarterback has enough movement that if you got to move, he can find it. Uh, fourth and nine, um, you know where are you going? You know, you know, you you, you go to, um, you know, you get a pass interference penalty. It converts. It was the right call. Um, this is the this is a well coached team. The, the the coach is thinking about all these things, uh, game to game, uh, and that's what you have to do. You have to have next level thinking and. That's what Brandon Staley can do. He can think next level.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 very impressed. Uh, where are you going to be this weekend, Baldy? I'm going to Green Bay this weekend. We'll, oh boy! We'll see if,
0: you know, Steeler Nation has bought up every ho- there's not a hotel room <laughs> between Green Bay and Milwaukee right now, right, uh, Jason? So uh, there's going to be a crowd. Uh, it looks like the Packers are on their way. Uh, they got to take care of business, uh, but. Uh, after that stumble out of the blocks, you know, in Jacksonville against the saints, uh, they look like they're on their way, but this is kind of do or di- die for Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. and this is Two iconic franchises at Lambeau field. Uh, you know, I
1: can't wait to get there myself. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun and it might be big Ben's last stand. Well, this has been a lot of fun and we appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, Please, wherever you get your podcast goodness, uh, the Odyssey app, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever, please rate, review, subscribe. We're here every single week to do this with you guys, and uh, we appreciate any feedback you have. Again, you can reach me at Twitter, at Jason and 4 You can get Baldy on Twitter, at Baldi NFL, and you will find us right back here next week as we get you set for week five. Thanks, as always, for listening and enjoy the games.